0: Chafee, do you want to do a podcast? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. solstice approaches as we ease our way toward midsummer beneath the hot boiling sun here in the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. And in fact, in Austin, Texas itself, inside the ivy-colored castle where the glowing peacock has dimmed, for it is evening and it is time for another episode of One Magical Hour a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Here we are at the unimaginable number of 142. We're still ready to. We're still, still excited. We're ready to make changes, and uh, we would like you to know that we're we're just a poetry podcast. We might we might talk. <laughs> this is a, this is a theory proposed by. You know him, you love him. The pride of Tarzana, California. The Martinique Mystique and the Montserrat Mistaker. Rampy,
0: not Roy, Matthew. We weren't on radio, oh no, far from it. We were just searching for some podcast in the sky summit. We were just middle-aged and restless and bored, living by the cord and we'd steal away every chance we could to the living room in the castle or the castle covered with wood i talked to Shafi and he talked to me but neither one cared we were recording our share working on the podcast trying to lose those awkward middle-aged guy blues working on the podcast and it was summertime, ooh, and it was sweet summertime, summertime.
1: I it wasn't until the working on that I uh, you know I, but I'm not very familiar with the with the verse of that are song. You,
0: are you you know, Bob Seger? Yeah, you're not I mean, a big I, Bob Seger I fan. I am.
1: I do love Bob Seeger. I think everybody you know down inside must love Bob Seger. Right? <laughs> if you don't,
0: probably that's probably. It's it. like hey, Julio. get at us if you hate Bob Seeger.
1: It's like Coolio, You know everybody. Everybody if you don't like it's like not liking kittens or something.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
1: If you're not working on your night moves, then what are you doing with your life?
0: Yeah. So sometimes I start the parody too high, you know? Uh, that yeah. one I started too low. It's the danger of singing without accompaniment, isn't it? It's pretty scary coming in a cappella yeah. each each podcast episode. Uh, but here we are, 142 in and I'm still singing. Get at us if you want me to do away with the parody. oh yeah good luck with that (laughs) all right okay not a million years yeah okay no parody no podcast
1: what i say thanks Thanks, Uh, buddy.
0: you've got my back my friend
1: now if we start planning ahead i could start accompanying you on guitar so then you would then
0: you would always come in on the right note the first part of that is the tricky part if we start planning ahead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm all for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I let's
0: do that next week. We bet we both barely slid into the ivy-covered casa to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Next
1: week, I think I would like to. I think I would like to do a switcheroo next week.
0: You got a parody?
1: Today I was actually working on two different parodies and because I was working on two of them, I didn't get either of them done. I see, okay. There are two that I'm excited about doing. Yeah, we can do
0: a switcheroo because my intro part is, people love it. That, you know, when I'm saying the jibbity (laughs) jabbity at the first, right before the parody, people love it. Not that yours isn't good, I'm just saying. Sure. Nobody's actually gotten at us about it, but listen, get at us if you love a switcheroo. (laughs) Who doesn't love a switcheroo? And Matthew, do you want to elucidate on your on your point that we're just a poetry podcast? We were joking last time, but I want this to become a joke that we like really lean into for years. <laughs> to the point where people, when they first hear it, they go, "Oh, that's got to be a joke," but then they <laughs> hear it from you with such fervor so often. That they start to think, oh, that's not a joke. Maybe it is a poem. If we're going to go, I want you to, first thing, I want you to change the description in all of our (laughs) social media to just say, we are a poetry podcast. It's all about the poems. But we talk for a good one hour and five minutes Uh before we read a poem. I was like... It's, it's, like,
1: s- it's like, it's like Ida slow slowdown only yeah, where, the, where the speed yeah, up.
0: Yeah. The speed up. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yes. Which is what the listener does with their um, <laughs> slider on their Sl- podcasting tool. They speed it up to the poetry. We should put a, maybe there's a way to put like a little flag in the thing for when you actually start reading the poetry. <laughs> That way people, it's the pre, we're a preamble to poetry podcast. <laughs> See, it's, it's a three piece. Um, and I, I just think that the poetry is the most legitimate part of the podcast. Parody, poetry. It's bookended. Parody, poetry. <laughs> and there's a, just a valley, the Twix. We're about the two piece. We've got the two piece. <laughs> well, the third piece podcast. <laughs> Um. Yeah. And so here we are. 142. <laughs> 142. Slowly figuring out who we are. Yeah. It's a show about the show. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Hey, what about all those TikToks that Alex sends us?
1: Tell me more. Have you, have you watched any? I've
0: watched a few lately and there's there's I- apparently a, an, um, a big vein of disc golf on on TikTok. There's all
1: sorts of strange veins. If you know what I mean?
0: First thing, I don't have the app. I'm afraid to get the app. Yeah. See, I, I have I, the app, but it's still like confusing for me. I have so a TikTok account. Not so necessarily when, missing out. So when Alex texts me, I'm able to open it, but it opens it in the browser. And gotcha. it's like, hey, do you want to open the app? And I'm like, no, nope. thanks. <laughs> I've got. My podcast to not prepare for. (laughs) I'm busy. (laughs) But um, I do enjoy the curated uh, ones that Alex. And and I like it when I'm on some other social media and they link to a TikTok. Like I'll see a TikTok and I'm like, oh, that is cute and fun. Which is why I cannot have the app. (laughs) Uh, So Alex, please, for the love of Pete, whoever he is. Uh, send us send us more TikToks. The uh, there's a he sent at least one where a guy just throws the disc at the basket from a long way away and it and he makes it like an ace. And I'm just like, how how long does that guy record? How many? How long is it? You know, do you use up your phone battery? No, or? You just got lucky. That I, <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> what happened. I don't think that's what happened. I think that the, that guy put some time into that. There are guys that can get an ace, you know.
1: How How many times playing stick golf, not disc golf, how many times have you hit a hole in one?
0: Ball golf? Yeah. Never? Never. Yeah. I know
1: Dickie's done it at least Dickie's
0: once. Dickie's put it in in one, huh? But he's a big stud. Okay. Um. Uh, I have a friend that I play a lot of golf with, Dan, and he is a really good golfer. And he's never it's never happened. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And he's threatened me if I were to get it before him. Like he's like, "Don't you get a hole in one?" Because
1: actually, so maybe Dickie has not had a hole in one, but he has gotten an
0: eagle. Which you know, that's
1: kind of like impressive. that's kind of like getting a hole in one on a par three, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's that that's putting it in from. 150 to 200
1: yards yeah so yeah, so, yeah I was on the that outlaw course in rodoso uh it's like a really it's like a world ranked course
0: okay and yeah i'm not familiar both. with that the uh, an outlaw course it's called outlaw okay you were with him
1: no but uh dan uh don our mother's boyfriend uh they were played. They were like got one in late at night. You know, they just dashed out. Oh man, go play eighteen rounds, eighteen holes, not eighteen <laughs> rounds. Wow, that's, that's a lot. That'd of be knowledge. a lot of rounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was, I can't remember which hole it was, but we heard like it's the stuff of Hall family legends. That eagle. Okay. That might be what I what I was thinking of when I'm thinking of his hole in one.
0: Well, I'm going to talk to him about that yeah. either way next time I see him.
1: Cool. Um, so what I'm saying is it happens much more often in disc golf than...
0: Uh, yeah, I think it happens a lot more often in disc yeah. golf than in ball golf. It's it's more doable. My buddy Ben, the possum, he... The first thing, I introduced him to disc golf, and at first he was like, "Nah, this is okay." But he he's come he came to love it, and he plays a lot, and he goes by himself a lot. Like that'll just be like an exercise of just going and walking, and he'll play disc golf. He has something like forty aces now. Nice. I've seen a number of them. I've been with him on a number of occasions. I have one. I have one. Now in competition, uh, it's it's fierce between us, mm-hmm. you know. Um but he has more aces.
1: Yeah, I can see that being something like really that comes with practice. Like
0: Yeah, you gotta it's a lot of practice for sure to, to sort of know where that disc is gonna go when you let it out of your hand. But I, I can
1: I can also see like, you know, throwing a disc with your hand, you know, throwing a big Disc with your hand at a fairly large target is very different from hitting a tiny little ball yeah. at the end of a thin stick yeah, and a, having it go into a little a tiny, cup, tiny cup, just a cup
0: <laughs> on the ground,
1: one hundred and fifty yards away or whatever part it's much, is.
0: Yeah, golf is much further. D- disc golf is disc golf is measured in feet. First thing When you see the measurement to the hole. It's in feet. Golf is in yards.
1: By the way, how happy do you think Alex is right now?
0: <laughs> i hope just hope he's still listening to the podcast quite honestly,
1: he is beside himself with joy right now, I guarantee it
0: i mean he's he he's not not right. I do love disc golf, yeah, and I have played a lot. I don't play as much as I would like to or used to um we need i to- so I'm so glad that somebody outside the disc golf community is fascinated by the game. When
1: Alex comes down to visit, the three of us are going to go disc golf. And then immediately afterwards, do a cast. What do you say?
0: Yeah, we could record some on the course too.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Colin
0: Switek's buddy, Russ, is doing a podcast. Really? Where he takes musicians golfing. And records the podcast on the golf course. (laughs) that's great.
1: Combine his two favorite things. We once did a fun reading. Uh, It was kind of like this friend of ours was just starting a reading series at the Abbey Bar in Brooklyn. Um, And... Gosh, I can't believe I'm spacing on the guy's name that I read with. His last name was Doc, Colin Dodds. Uh, he and I read together, and I proposed that we play pool during the reading. Wow. And like I would, while I was shooting, he would read something, and then while he was shooting, I would read something, and uh, we did it like that. And I don't know if it was necessarily fun for the audience, but it was really fun for us. Okay, it was kind of a like, you know, weird reading. You yeah, know, that at that time I, had, you know, done probably a hundred readings in New York, and I was like,
0: let's try to find a way to make it a little different, spice it up uh, a little bit. You like you you like sports, you like competition. Mm-hmm. Let's put poetry into just
1: poetry just, and pool, the two P's.
0: I mean, isn't can't poetry just get into a lot more parts of our life? If we're if we're thoughtful about it, sure. You know? Yeah, If you want poetry in your life, like, for instance, you could find a podcast about poetry mm-hmm. and just <laughs> bookmark it and download it and put it in your library.
1: By the way, I can't imagine that anyone who's listening to this podcast ha- doesn't already know about this. But I was on the Slowdown podcast thanks to Ada Limon. Uh It's been a few weeks now, but you can... You can time band it and get back there to listen to it if you want to. Ada Lamon's amazing podcast, where she she reflects for a few minutes on the subject matter and then reads one poem uh, by someone else.
0: I also would like to say at this juncture that we are not a copycat of the Slowdown. No, we're-, we're very
1: different. So no-
0: <laughs> we're not trying to. Ape their style. We're not, we're not playing in that space by any uh, means. Okay, 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 okay. I just, I wanted to be clear yeah. with the listener. We don't want to be posseurs of any type. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh... uh <laughs> we might be we're very different. Is that what you're couple, saying? We're other types of posseurs? But not,
1: not, not Edelman. We could, we could never, never
0: really aspire to that kind of greatness. I, we established that when we talked to her on the podcast. Uh, she made us feel
1: but messy. But Luke and Andrew, we're coming for you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, at You heels. know what I was thinking the other day? I was thinking that surely one or the other of those guys has discovered one magical hour. Surely they 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 got to occasionally be curious of the spin-off podcasts right? Have you ever mentioned, have you, you, they know you, they know of you, but you've never said I have a podcast.
1: Yeah, no, but like I've mentioned it on Instagram and like, I don't know, I follow
0: them. I think that it's not impossible that Luke stumbles across us and and
1: starts listening. Do you think he's like steaming mad about it?
0: No. I think he's afraid. <laughs> I, I think he's very scared. He knows that American public media doesn't have money to support very many podcasts. And he knows that there's not a lot of poetry on TBTO. That
1: might explain why, TV, why Luke and Andrew did not mention my appearance on the slowdown. Yep. I emailed them about that and they did not mention it.
0: Yep. And maybe that
1: could be because they were at the time, they were raising funds for their own podcast and didn't want to talk about another podcast.
0: I can see how they're busy with that. That that is the one part of their job. I'm not (laughs) envious of they are doing a lot of
1: fundraising, but but there's, I love the fundraising weeks. They sound like so much fun.
0: Okay, I mean, I know they do it in clever ways, and they got to go to Australia that one time. I, I love that they take it on the road. I think we should do more of that, just because I'm obsessed with copying other people's art. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to let I hear it makes a successful artist. Um.
1: <laughs> Could I get a beat? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know where we would find that, but um...
1: what does. Do the letters Y O W S mean anything to you? I remember this. I remember this from my dreams. Yield workshop. I I had a long conversation with Alex today. It was really fun. He kind of caught me up on a few things.
0: Why didn't you just save it for the podcast? Why couldn't we just have a conversation together? Yeah, we could have, I suppose. Shit.
1: Uh, although he's he's a little busy tonight, I think. Oh, that's fair. Um, Other
0: people are busy.
1: But we'll get him on the show very soon, don't worry. Uh, he he misses you guys, one magical nation, I assure you. He's happy to be back uh, stateside and back in action.
0: Oh, he went somewhere?
1: He was in Italy, uh, uh But he got at us with a yield word shop. He requested that we discuss... The word amanuensis.
0: Amanuensis?
1: Aman, amanuensis.
0: What?
1: Amanuensis, yeah.
0: Is this Is an English word?
1: Yep. When I double checked the, yeah, I, I looked think. at the phonetic next spelling. Amanuensis. Just when, you,
0: just when you think you know every word in the English language.
1: Yeah, this one was an entirely new one to me, too.
0: Okay. Wow. Well. Get at us. I mean, he got at us.
1: Early, early seventeenth century Latin.
0: Oh, for early, um, early seventeenth century. I, I don't really follow that period.
1: Servus, s e r v u s a manu slave. At handwriting secretary plus ensis belonging to. It is a literary or artistic assistant, in particular one who takes to stage dictation or copies manuscripts.
0: Oh, my amensis,
1: amanuensis,
0: yeah, man, My emanuensis. yeah, that's like a manservant, yeah, uh, <laughs> a, uh a scribe, a secretary. Is it amanuensis because an artistic it's, secretary? It's mostly for. M- males there there are yes. not too many f- I- if female I think I don't think it's uh, it's
1: gendered but uh
0: <laughs> okay we okay. were okay. talking
1: okay. about a time when the patriarchy was much stronger
0: you were talking about that with Alex today
1: No I mean the 17th century when Oh yes yes when the word w- was stuck together <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Emanuensis. Emanuensis.
0: Huh. How did that cross his I I path? don't
1: even know. Yeah. He didn't mention it. He just brought the word up and I didn't know the word. So we didn't, we didn't discuss the meaning. He was, he just sent it. He said, do a, do a workshop about amanuensis." Okay.
0: So let's talk a little more about it though. So you're, um, a poet or a writer in the 17th century and you don't have a computer to type on and you don't have a dictation device Mm -hmm. so you just have a dude that follows you around right yeah is this like when we sit down for the podcast and i'm like so so sometimes we get together and we start talking and magic is in the air yeah and i'm like oh i got i just should just start recording i've been i've actually been recording like before we actually start the podcast, just to capture some special uh, some special content that our, our supporters will be receiving in the future when we're fundraising, when we take Luke and Andrew's job. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what was I talking about? Out,
1: outtakes, <laughs> and honestly guys, some of those outtakes are I think better than the cast, so it's something to look
0: forward to. If only we could be as on point in the cast as we are in our outtakes. Mm. What the fuck is wrong with us? Anyway, what we need is an amanuensis. Um, and I, I'm just wondering if you have, if your amanuensis is like not there. We have this little silver glowing amanuensis, oh, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start calling this my amanuensis. <laughs> 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 I'm pointing at my MacBook,
1: And it's, and it's uh, my laptop. And it's such a less, and more efficient word than computer or it really laptop is Emanuensis.
0: I I have an idea. Let's start a computer company and call it Emanuensis. You've got iPhone. You've got Emanuensis. You know, it just really, <laughs> really <laughs> it's
1: a marketer's really, dream.
0: So here here's what we're doing. We're becoming narcissists because we want to dominate yeah. the arts and entertainment podcasting industry Uh-huh. we're taking over Luke and Andrew's spot yeah. and we're starting a competing internet device company that's going to go up against the likes of Macintosh and Apple and also I'm going to be a rock star and Shafee's rocking out with his red hair out <laughs> uh, speaking of rock
1: stars Brian Benitez's new album is about to drop So, wait, 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 wait. what, what, what? Look forward to the very near future when we will have him on the show to discuss the recording of the new album and Oval. uh, Oval,
0: yeah. The new ContraZoom mixtape album. Yeah. Oval.
1: We'll probably listen to a few songs off the record, talk to him about making it, recording it and uh
0: now are have we already been putting songs at the end of the cast? I think we have you sweeping? have heard
1: a few songs from the new record at the end of the cast have
0: you listened? have you listened That's- to
1: too much of in this regard how breaking <laughs> our breaking our podcast is how ahead of the time how, how broken
0: our podcast is how
1: broken
0: is. It is. <laughs> is what you meant to say was like, <laughs> how <laughs> how on
1: the on the very cusp of the wave.
0: We're on the bleeding edge of indie rock coming out of San Antonio. That's what you're saying, right? Couldn't have said it better. I don't think I. I'm sorry, Brian. I, I hope you haven't thrown your phone at the wall just yet. But get it in your hand. Get ready. Um, I don't think that Country Zoom mixtapes is indie rock. I I, I, I want to retract that right away.
1: I think they go beyond San Antonio too. Okay. I'm just.
0: I was just saying they're I think coming they're a band, out. Coming out a band of, of the world. Okay. Uh, are they on the internet? Yes. Okay. Um, you, you, I'm, I'm you, a fan so would you say you know, that instead of indie okay. rock they're just rock? No. No, I wouldn't. At all. Definitely indie rock? I think that they're I think that they're mathy. They're independent. I think they're math kind of mathy rock. That's true. And they are I mean, if you want to say that they're that they're independent, if that's what indie rock means, mm-hmm. but when you when when i hear indie rock i think of band of horses mm-hmm. and i don't know this certain this th- sort of this thing that's kind of past right indie rock really had a flowering through the aughts and it kind of into the there's definitely 2010s. a lot of
1: indie rock influence there there's a lot of grunge influence
0: i think they're mathy wow. and they're a bit prog they give me a little bit of a prog rock brain fog i think, I think you could argue yeah there's yeah there's some progression in there and, and and brian's lyrics are so thoughtful yeah and interesting
1: he's a smart dude and he's a, and he's not just a smart dude but he's smart in a lot of different ways knows a lot about a lot of different things
0: there's some humor in there if you listen to the lyrics. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, we could just talk about it. With him, for, right? yeah, we, <laughs> no. Don't worry, Brian. We'll still have you on, even though we've not talked about it all. <laughs> we forward,
1: still, we look, haven't. Look forward to a much deeper dive. We haven't it.
0: heard Oval. We don't know what tracks. We have We have been playing some ContraZoom mixtape tracks at the end of the show, which nobody gets to. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been enjoying them, the, appending them. And I've also, when I listen back to the show, I've been I've been making a point of listening through <laughs> the song. Because I'm like, these are the songs that I chose. And I, I do try to put some you think thought that, into it.
1: You think that the only people who listen to the show now are Alex and Brian? And that's just to see if one of those songs is <laughs> the the show.
0: That's <laughs> possible. Alex and Brian and Luke.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And Luke is listening to it and fuming absolutely fuming
0: but he's not fuming he's 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 fascinated by us and our lives and what (laughs) we're gonna talk about and how we're going to prepend the poetry
1: and he's shaking with fear he's like these guys are good the time when we will we'll finally eclipse
0: he's like I better not tell Andrew about this he'll start listening and then they'll have four downloads every week (laughs) I'm over it. All up in their heads. (laughs) All right, listen. I'm sure that's not happening. Don't ever bring up again that I talked about that. Okay, Matthew. (laughs) Have you ever wondered? Is we had a Matthew ever wondered? Matthew, have you ever wondered? I always forget to insert the sorry thing. Uh, Y'all remember this time? Yes, Jefe. Tell me. Have you ever wondered? Name one of the things that I've been wondering about.
1: Is there anything? Tell me this. Is there anything more satisfying than helping your fellow man? (sighs) Than just, you know, someone's in need. Does anything make you feel better than just helping out someone in need? Somebody who maybe needs, maybe it's just, maybe it's something easy like, you know, just helping the, helping somebody, like opening the door for somebody. Or maybe you see somebody carrying something heavy. You don't even know them. You're like, hey, can I give you a hand of that? You know, or somebody's, it doesn't have to be a man. It could be a woman, too. No. Uh, somebody's got their cars broken down. You stop, hey, can I make a phone call for you? You don't, I don't know much about cars, but uh, or maybe a tire needs to be changed. They can help you with that, you know.
0: No, Chafee, that is one of the most fulfilling things in life. It's great, isn't helping it? Helping your fellow man. I and mean, there's also drugs. <laughs> there's, <laughs> That's quite enjoyable. And sex. Uh and rock and roll. But 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 after those, one of the most satisfying sex, drugs, feelings.
1: And, and helping your fellow in man in the world. And uh and we like isn't that One of the basic tenets of Christianity.
0: Oh, that's, that's uh, el mejor, most muy importante, right at the top. It's that you are your brother's keeper.
1: And, yeah, and and just the most essential, like, if you talk about Christianity, Jesus Christ, he said, do unto others as you would want them to do for you. Like, if you needed help, you would want somebody to help you, right? Yeah. In addition to it feeling good, it's one of the most.
0: It's just an essentially. It's a good idea, right? Now, if we might be this far as a species because of this idea that kind of goes a little bit against human nature. Yeah. Because really, human nature is just to take care of yourself. You see that guy over there. Survive his car broken down. Well, sorry about him. Here I go. But
1: you realize pretty quickly that. you know, survival, two guys can hunt, uh, you know, a a deer better than one or, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, not, uh, not us, not these two guys, but
1: yeah, five people can defend their young better than one. Right. You know, there's all sorts of reasons for it. So why with all the money that the United States has, and we spent trillions of dollars on a war, chasing after some weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist. I
0: don't know if
1: you recall. Did you ever think about just taking some of that and helping out the many poor people in the nation?
0: (laughs) Oh, Schaefer. You just laugh.
1: (laughs) Anyway, you know who did think about that? Tell me. Richard Nixon. Uh Did you know that Richard Nixon had a whole pilot... Unit, pilot universal income program sure. in a bunch of different cities like ten different cities they gave uh, essentially, it worked out to uh i don't know it was like ten thousand dollars a month in arm or no that couldn't be right anyway they gave people what was essentially the the bare minimum uh for to to you know, it's basically just whatever is just beyond poverty, right? They give that to everybody. Okay, and they were trying to figure out three things: uh, would would it cause people to stop working? Okay. You know, having the money. Yes. Would unemployment rise? Uh, would it would it be generally financially feasible? You know, is yeah. like is there enough money in the coffers of the government to really handle this? And then the last one was it would it would have it even just politically untenable? And the first two things were definitely uh, they checked out. Uh, unemployment did not drop.
0: Okay. At and all. People still worked. Yeah. But they were getting this extra money. Yep.
1: Yeah. And though well,
0: that must have taken them well above the poverty
1: line. Right. And, uh, and the people who, the few people who didn't work went to school. Or occasionally, it was mothers taking care of their kids, you know, taking a little time off work to do some work
0: at Which home. Which is frowned upon in capitalism. Well, you know, whatever, it doesn't, you know,
1: everybody does it, you know, people, you know, in the corporate world, you get, you can get three months off to raise your kids, right? Well, and people should, don't consider that. Should that, really be a,
0: that should be a minimum.
1: Yeah. It should be four oh, months. No.
0: It should be four months and it should be for the mom and the dad.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you 100%. But uh, once again, capitalism has this yoke to. Whew. So the third thing, of course, the political untenability, that's of course when it, when it reared its ugly head. No, it was not politically untenable, but not because Nixon got everybody on board. There was just one dude, one shitbag, who, like, I don't know, like, I would say, like say, like, I imagine him being like, like a Mitch McConnell motherfucker. Like just somebody who's like, no way is anything nice going to ever happen on my watch. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't remember his name. I just read an awesome article about this. Is is It's just, first of all, it's so interesting. And it, it was an entirely narcissistic on Richard Nixon's part. He was like, I could be the guy who stamped out poverty. How awesome would that be for my legacy? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's interesting to see where his legacy ended up, right? After this. Like, right. Now, how had he stamped out poverty, first of all, maybe like maybe the Democrats wouldn't even... They would have said, all right, this guy did some shitty stuff at Watergate. But he also stamped out poverty. Let's let him carry and
0: finish out his...
1: You know, he's going to... That's all speculation. Well, was it all,
0: at all an extension of LBJ's war on poverty?
1: Uh, no, it was actually kind of in response to that. Because a lot of LBJ stuff had to kind of had... There was part of this... Uh, uh, you know, the kind of like, uh, kind of the situation we have now, which kind of, I, I can't explain it economically, but it's it, it ends up, the way things work now, it ends up kind of being in a cycle of, because uh, you have to be at a certain level in order to get a certain amount, you know, and then that causes, you know, that actually does cause people to not work. It's like, oh i don't want to make too much money to not get my food stamps you know and uh and that does cause people to get into this loop where they stay you know does cause unemployment and it causes people to just never be able to get themselves out of it you know either uh whereas you know a universal income this is it's just it's so obvious when you think about it just like basic human needs you want your fellow man to have them and yeah. uh and it's so good for the for the rich, too, because having an appeased working class means that nobody's going to take up arms against you. Right. And, you know, increasingly, taking up arms against people seems to be more and more common. Yeah. So, uh, but really, the most interesting part of that story was that it was Nixon who did it the, I can't I can't remember I the one neighborhood the one guy, but it was just this motherfucker who had read too much Ayn Rand and was like, No, people, you know, need to capitalism means people need to work, you know, work for themselves, you know. Uh yeah. But like how close we got. And that that got me thinking, like, you know, people love conspiracies, right? On this program they do. On everybody. Look just look at the podcast. There's eight thousand podcasts about conspiracies. Yeah. But Big groups of shadowy people who run the world. But it's not like that, guys. It's one shadowy person just throwing themselves in the fucking ranch. People are all, most people are essentially good, I think. And you have this one person, this one mofo just like, he's angry about something, whispering into the mix. And can sure. derail the whole. Alex Jones type. Derail like your utopia. yeah, Yeah. So we'll see. I, I saw there's there's actually been some pilot programs for universal basic income that are that are popping up here and there. So people are recognizing,
0: I think. One here in Austin. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, our city council's doing a city level one. Be interested to hear the findings on that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bring it. And oh gosh. Back to my point, like what is more Christian than that? It is like what a way to make everybody feel good and to and for good things to happen in your nation. Yeah,
0: it'd be nice if we could actually share the wealth. If you know, if the vast wealth at the top could actually be more spread out,
1: and I, you know, a lot of those people are like, yeah, let's do that. Let's they. They yeah. recognize it.
0: Um, yeah. I, suddenly, I'm just glad that we're not a a podcast about conspiracy theories. <laughs> it makes me very proud to be a poetry podcast. Like, it's good to be a poetry podcast. Isn't yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> you know, when people ask you like what your podcast about, and you're like, and, and whatever you say, like if you like, well, my podcast is about uh, conspiracy theories. And you're like, oh, okay, man you're like, "Well, my podcast is about poetry." They're like, mm, "Okay, tell me, tell me more."
1: My podcast is about polit- politicians from 50 years ago and <laughs> weird weird decisions they
0: made. Whatever it takes, sure. Uh, there's another couple of uh items on the show sheet that I'm just dying to know about. <laughs> what, and- what actually the 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 word there's a word on the show sheet that's actually my spirit animal, bear, black bear, black bear, my spirit animal. He's awesome. Lisa, Lisa used to have this friend who was like a Native American shaman, and, and I didn't do like a sweat lodge or anything. We had some extensive conversations, and he he helped me realize that my spirit animal is the black bear. Well, I don't want to ruin your spirit animal. Oh way, but no, black bear is also the name of
1: a Kind of a pseudo, like, heavy metal rapper. Okay. uh Machine Gun Kelly. Oh no!
0: <laughs> BlackBerry
1: is kind of like the poor man's Machine Gun Kelly. The poor man's Machine Gun Kelly.
0: I, I, as far as I, I, I already thought Machine Gun Kelly was enjoyed <laughs> by a lower class.
1: Uh, and a bunch of no guys, offense
0: to any Machine Gun Kelly fans, but yeah. I'm not a. I'm personally not a fan.
1: Uh, I I have really haven't explored it enough. I should. Okay, well, maybe I should either.
0: But the, I saw a performance at New Year's Eve yeah. one time where I was like, "Oh!" I can
1: tell like you that. I can tell you that machine <laughs> the the headlines that I see uh, on Apple News about Machine Gun Kelly and wife Megan Fox uh, make me make me laugh very hard.
0: And That's a great too. source of
1: entertainment uh, for me. Okay. Well, there was a, there was a bananas headline about how Megan Fox didn't. And who knows? God love peace and love to Megan Fox Sheen, and Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know how things. Yes, are, you
0: wish them well.
1: I don't know how things are filtered through the media. <laughs> I'm sorry if this is painting you in the wrong light, but apparently Megan Fox, whether well, one of their kids wanted to, it was a it was a boy wanted to start wearing dresses. Okay. And you know, Megan Fox was kind of resisting it. Not, you know, not, you know, kind of for puritanical reasons. Oh, like
0: suddenly she's very conservative? No, no,
1: not like that. Oh, just, and and to clarify, she was like, no, it's just you don't want your kid to stand out for being weird. And then, you know, be put, put themselves in the crosshairs. Yeah. You know, Yeah, that's the reason. She doesn't have any sure. problem with, you know, doing. You want your kid dude, to dude have rest, kind dresses, of an like, easy life. That was the reason she was concerned. But it's just funny because the next headline was about how Megan Fox wanted to clarify that her and Machine Gun Kelly only drank a little bit of each other's blood during their wedding
0: ceremony. Right. <laughs> I was like, I, what?
1: Uh, you don't understand? to stand for being weird? Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I remember that just. headline now. Yeah. <laughs> so...
0: Tell me about Black
1: Bear. Machine Gun Kelly has been in my life because of these bananas headlines that I keep reading. Uh, uh, not because of his music. Actually, I, don't, I don't know if today, to this date, I've, I've even heard a Machine Gun Kelly or Black Bear song. Okay. But the other day while I was bartending, so the, guys who were, uh, the guys who were Black Bear's acoustic techs came into the bar. Uh, they were talking about, and so, Black Bear is another kind of metal rapper, kind of like Machine Gun Kelly, and he's on tour opening up for Machine Gun Kelly, and his acoustic text came into the bar the other day, and uh, unfortunately, I I started chatting with them. I You know, they were going to be in Houston the next night, so I recommended some bars there. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Say that again? Somebody came into the bar?
1: Yeah, the acoustic text oh. for Black Bear. Okay which is the opening act for Machine Gun are, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, okay. So these guys are on tour with Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Was the Machine Gun Kelly, sh- did that show already happen here at the movie? Yeah.
1: Okay, I get it. Yes. Sorry. So this is, the day Sorry, after, I'm, I'm, this is the day after that show. Machine I'm, Gun Kelly, Black Bear opening the show. I'm
0: suddenly following my own podcast. Thank you, go on.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, first I hear them talking about how they're on a bus. So I'm like, all right, this is interesting. And I can tell, you know, they're kind of punk rock kids. So I can tell they're, they're, you know, I'm guessing they're probably musicians. So I'm like, what what are you guys doing that requires you to be on a bus together? You know, they were talking about what movies they should watch on the bus. And uh and they said, Oh, we're so they're the acoustic text, like the sound guys for Black Bear. Wow. And I was and he, and I was like, I don't know Black Bear. Like, well, he's opening, they're touring with Machine Gun Kelly. And then my eyes light up, of course. I'm like, oh, Machine Gun Kelly. I know him from the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of they laughed a little bit about it. And I had already, you know, I had already recommended, you know, the bars in Houston to them. So we were like, we were already simpatico. So I was like, guys, you're on tour with Machine Gun Kelly. What's it like? Can you give me some banana stories? And they're like, not yet. Cause the, they just joined the tour the day before that was the first night. So he was like, but I can tell you that from last night, yes, backstage is high drama. They're like, we are definitely going to be seeing some hijinks down the road on this. Wow. And I was like, oh, man. I should have given them my email address. And then, like, when you guys are done, call us. Yeah. Up a podcast. Bring them on the podcast. I didn't, think, I didn't think to do that. I was, I was, I was serving other people on Bark. You're
0: fascinated movie. by the life of this rock star.
1: I certainly am. I certainly am. <laughs> uh, so that's. Uh, and so that you know thinking, "Oh, you know, black bear, I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's kind of the the poor man's machine gun, Kelly, and I made think, like, did you ever play the poor man's game? um no, we used to play it, we used to play it in college I mean all I'm,
0: the play- time. I'm playing a poor man's game, <laughs> which is my life like uh what-
1: uh." <laughs> I'm not- no, I can't think of uh any off the I, top of I, my I I
0: got one. I got one.
1: We would play it with actors usually. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um uh Dennis Quaid is the poor man's Kevin Costner.
1: Interesting.
0: Do we want to hear a a machine gun Kelly song? I <laughs> sure. This is the number one song on the Spotify. I read those texts that you sent to yours, but I'll never say it. They walked in my life at 2 a.m. Because my voice. It's like rap rock, right? Mm-hmm. White, white White Rock, White Boy Rap Rock. You know, what's, what's your concept? Mm-hmm. This is like let's, let's let's do let's do with Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly what we did with Country <laughs> Zoom mixtapes a minute ago. Let's <laughs> let's pigeonhole. This, should this be a new segment? Pigeonhole me. music. <laughs> pigeonhole me. This is
1: actually more just rock than I realized. I thought it was going to be more. Like, um, Well,
0: this is a little, I would say this is poppy. Like, this sounds like Blink-182 or something. It's very Blink-182. I think, I think he probably has heard of that. What about the 2nd uh, 82? is a lot of blinks. What about the second one? <laughs> what about the second song? It's After blink but before blink
1: 182?
0: Wish I could always see it
1: tattooed in my head. Alright, now that's a little more kinda chemical.
0: I should've said, go fuck yourself. Look at the stick for something ain't right. I'm feeling shitty, broken
1: inside. You cut me up and fall out of life. That one's called GFY in case you're wondering. To... Now go to Black Go to Black Bear's page. Okay. Okay, So, so one of. Let's hear some Black Bear. One of Machine Guns Kelly's big hits is GFY. Go fuck yourself. Uh huh. Now, let's go to Black Bear. Black Bear's. Look at Black Bear's two hits. There's IDFC. <laughs> I don't fucking care. <laughs> And I D G A F oh, he, oh,
0: he's on the, he's on this song. And he's
1: on this gf boy. Oh,
0: I see. <laughs> he's it's so three of I see. three of Black Bears
1: top, top five.
0: are
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He really wants you to know what he doesn't Look me in
0: the face. Tell me that you love me, even if it's fake, because I don't fucking care. I did It's it's like like a novelty song. This is cute. It's like a novelty folk song. This is cute. I hope my kids don't find
1: this. Yeah, maybe we just start talking about something else. I feel like we've given these guys too much. Uh, All right,
0: well. (laughs) Too much. You know. Shame on Shame on, on me.
1: That is my bad, guys. Listen, it
0: happens on this show that... I introduce you to concepts, and you introduce me to con- like. Where would you be without Chug Jug? With would you, you? Would you say
1: that Jeremy Piven is the poor man Stanley Tucci?
0: I would flip that. No, oh, I'm a Piven fan. Oh, you're out of your mind. Stanley, Stanley Tucci can GTFO. You're out of your mind. <clears throat> Did Stanley Tucci recently pass away? I don't think so. Okay. I hope not.
1: I I genuinely love Stanley Titus. He was in uh The Big Night. Did you ever see that where they're the uh brothers who have the Italian restaurant in New York? You know what? Yeah, totally. He's so much cooler than Jeremy Piven. Come on.
0: Uh okay. All right. He he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Alright, I'll settle. Down. Calm down over here. Um, La fortuna. You know what this poetry podcast needs? Some poetry. A little bit of poetry. <laughs> Matthew's telling me it's time to go to bed, guys. Uh, maybe, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. <laughs> I'm just saying that we have we've done the lead up.
1: Sorry for the wayward nature of this podcast.
0: I think that it was perfectly wayward. Alex. And, but also, I think this show was actually tight. Really? Yeah. Listen back. No, you listen back and I want you to listen all the way to the end and listen to the song. And you're going to realize that this is one of the tightest episodes we've done. There was no, there's been, there was no downtime.
1: That can't possibly We've, be true. We
0: went from interesting topic to interesting topic with some beats in between, <laughs> and we even we did some like running gags where we brought stuff back in. <laughs>
1: and Alex said that he's working on his show sheet for the next time he comes on. So everybody, Alex, everybody, is everybody is will always be so be.
0: prepared. He I is. love that. I love that. It, look, po- pointed a book. I'll hand it to you. <clears throat> Uh
1: American alphabet. Yes. Oh actually
0: the one next to that. Oh, and then (laughs) that one fell off the bookshelf. That's fine. This is Found Poetry Corner where we take books off of bookshelves in Schaefer's See this is this is what you don't get on the on the porch. Let me say this let me say this about the porch. Something about that table. We, we set the laptop on this glass and metal table. Yeah. And I think it, like, conducts the sound. Oh, yeah. Because we're outside, which is not ever really a great recording environment. Here, I can hear that we're in a room. It's interesting. I can, I can hear an echo here.
1: You know, I I put this. You put
0: the towel down. I, thought, I, that think, I
1: thought that that was good for sound. But I, we can remove it next time.
0: I I don't I it's not one's better than the other. This yeah. one's better because there's no crickets. Yeah, that's true. Those you know, crickets, and that's part those of crickets
1: the, can be brutal.
0: Part of what I'm enjoying about this Shafey Summer Sofa series. Oh yeah, I branded it. <laughs> Shafee's Summer, Summer Sofa Series. I love it. Because I sit on one sofa. Shafee's got two sh- sofas in his room. Not everybody knows this and not everybody has this because this is capitalism. But Shafee's got two sofas in his living room. Is this a living room or is this the den or is this the antechamber? This is the, this um, is the foyer. This is the foyer. It's the foyer of life. That's what this podcast is. Is the foyer of <laughs> Schaefer and I are documenting our time in the foyer of life. On the last episode, you said, I wasn't feeling well physically. I wasn't feeling well mentally. I was just existing in this world. I don't know what the rest was, but I loved that part. It was like a poem, which really, if you listen to the show, it's not all just rambling before poetry. Some of the parts of the rambling are actually somewhat poetic.
1: I'd like to read some Mary Ruffle. Mary Ruffle. Out of a hundred, the shadow on the wall vanished, the sun vanished, a receding siren. The violet light that dressed the snow vanished, and the steam rising from the kettle in a fabulous plume. A child vanished into muscle and speech. i passed I myself passed through the last locked gate at the end of the tenth corridor and stood very still while the prison patch of memory was sewn on my sleeve. My cap pulled low, and then the question, "What did you bring? Was there not a moment marched along as I was? When I put out my finger and wiped some dust from the wall, saved a dead fly, stole pollen from an alpine flower. I didn't know what to say. Was there not a moment in some forgotten corner where beauty still lingered, where you kept a piece of skin from the plum you were peeling? No, I said. No, there was no moment. Or no, you did not. It was confusing, to say the least. I could see that the course of history had changed. Even if you knew that, you might not know. There are moments seized with tenderness. This was one of them. Nice. (sighs) Seize those tender moments, folks.
0: We love you. Tell your friends about the podcast. Luke. We're coming for you. The poor of the choices. The sweet of the wine.